uh, back there. Okay. Everybody should have a copy of this. It's Joshua, a man chosen. If we don't get through with it today, we'll get through with it next week. <clears throat> Everything we know about the Christian life is in the confines of this book. It's not in any other book. It's not what anybody else says. Any movie that's made. Anything else. The authority for us is in this book. We don't ever need to forget that God has moved in the lives of men and they've wrote some beautiful things and we can take it. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, it's what's in this book. What's in this book. And as we studied when we studied Mark and Jesus on the way to the cross, it just didn't, it just didn't happen. It was scripted from from the beginning of time. And we'll see a little bit about that this morning. And we'll go on as we talk about Joshua. Now when we talk about Joshua, we're talking about these 12 tribes and this nation of Israel. Now, it's, it's all about occupying that land. Occupying that land. We'll say a little bit more about that as we go. <clears throat> Maria, in The Sound of Music, said, where do you start? She said, the beginning's a good place to start. <laughs> so that's where we're going to start this morning, in the beginning. <clears throat> God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke it into existence. He just spoke it into existence. And he created the human family, Adam and Eve. We've been through all of that. It's not Adam and Steve, it's Adam and Eve, you know. They had three children. They had three children. Abel, he was killed. Who killed him? His brother. Cain killed him. We'll say a little bit of what happened to Cain. And then they had another son, Seth, which is the godly line that, we'll, that we're following from the very beginning. <clears throat> the flood came. Noah. The King James and the little song that we sang in primary school, you know, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah wasn't a perfect man by any means, but if you read the first little part of the sixth chapter, it says every imagination of the heart was on evil continually. And it, and it, it grieved the Lord that he had even made man. That's what scripture says. It grieved him that he had even made man. But he says, I'm going to wipe it out. I'm going to destroy it. And so he, he had the flood. And Cain's line was killed. The flood. There's nobody from Cain. Because who went on the ark? Noah. Japheth, Ham, and Shem. Noah and his Three sons were the only ones that went on the ark. So, we're all coming from Adam and Eve, Seth, Noah, his three sons. The next big event is the Tower of Babel. <clears throat> the Tower of Babel, they, was, they were warning again. to Everybody had the language in common and they wanted to, to build and build and God says... I'm not going to do that. So in the 11th chapter of Genesis, 
we have the Tower of Babel, the confusion of the tongues. Now, <clears throat> at this, this 11 chapters, Genesis 1 through, through Genesis 11, from, from Adam and Eve to the Tower of Babel, is approximately 2,000 years. Now, there could be some debate about, about the times, and I'm not going to go into that, but 11 chapters, 2,000 years, then we have that. <clears throat> the 11th chapter stops. <clears throat> the 12th chapter in introduces us to Abram, Abraham. So out of the Tower of Babel, we have two lines coming. We have the Gentiles, who is everybody except Abraham's line. Everybody is lumped into the Gentiles except Abraham's line. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob's wrestled with the Lord, and they changed, the Lord changed his name to Israel, to Israel. I probably told you this tale. <clears throat> I grew up in a Baptist church. I went to everything. Mom and Daddy saw to that. <laughs> yeah, I think some of y'all probably raised in those 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 families. And I heard children of Israel, Jacob, Israel, uh, you know, all of these. And it wasn't until I got to college that I finally put it together that it was so oh happy day that they were talking about the same group of people. Jacob's seed, Israel, the Jews, they're all the same folks. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but I, it was, the light came on finally when I understood that he was talking about the same people. So in the 12th chapter of Genesis, through Genesis chapter 50, which is <clears throat> beginning of the Exodus, that's about 550 years. <laughs> we had 11 chapters, took 2,000 years. We had 30-something chapter, chapters that take up 550 years. <clears throat> and when Exodus picks up, we're talking about Israel, the nation. Israel, the nation. Uh, so, in the conservation of time, I've printed off these sheets, and it's, let's go, and we'll talk about this a little bit, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go. And if I go too fast, uh, <laughs> we've had several people visit our class, and their only criticism was, Art and I didn't give you a chance to, to talk. I hope you don't know that. I hope you know better than that. You know, we'll be glad to chase a rabbit anytime. Uh, and if it'll, it took us a year to get through Mark, it might take us nine months to get through Joshua. But we're going to do what we need to do. And if we need to chase a rabbit, hey, let us know, and we'll chase a rabbit as far. The problem is, you might ask something we're not prepared to answer. <laughs> but but we'll 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 do like we we did we do in business. When we do in business, I'll get back to you. <laughs> I'll get back to you. So anyway, in chapter uh, forty-eight, verse eight, when Israel 
Who is Israel? Jacob. When Israel, or Jacob, saw Joseph's sons, he said, who are these? Now backing up a little bit more, Joseph, <coughs> Jacob had 12 sons and one daughter by four ladies. Leah, Leah was not, was not Jacob's favorite. But, I get the ladies confused. Was it Rachel or, 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 Rachel or Rebecca? Rachel. 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 Rachel was his favorite. And, uh, but he had the, his father-in-law uh, says, there were sisters. And his father-in-law says, I got to marry off the, the older one first. There's a, there's a big deal in, in Jewish history history even to, to this day about the firstborn and the right hand. We'll see a little bit about that. The firstborn right hand. But in this particular case uh, Joseph was sold into slavery. You know the, the deal in, in, in Egypt and he wound up to be prime minister and his family was starving and they went to see him. And so we pick up here in, in 48 verse 8. When Joseph, Israel saw Joseph's sons, he said, Whose are these? Joseph said to his father, These are my sons whom God has given me here. So he said, Bring them to me, please, that I may bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were so dim from age that he could not see. Then Joseph brought them close to him. He kissed them, embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face, and behold, God has let me see your children as well. Then Joseph took them from his knees and bowed his face to the ground, and Joseph took them both, Ephraim with his right hand toward Israel's left, and Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right. <clears throat> and he brought them close to them. But Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on the head of Ephraim who was the younger and the left hand on Manasseh's head crossing hands although Manasseh was the firstborn. He blessed Joseph and said <clears throat> and <clears throat> he, he said this blessing and verse down 17 when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on Ephraim's head it displeased him so he grasped his father's hand and removed it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head, Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, for this one was firstborn. Place your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also will become a people, and he will be great. However, his younger brothers shall be greater than he, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. And he blessed them. Now, <laughs> what did I say? From the foundation of the earth, it's come and fallen. And it's all going to fall into place. This, this was in Genesis chapter 48. He's, he's given these blessings to Joseph's grandchildren. In the first part of that chapter, he says, your grandchildren will be like Simeon and Reuben to me. They will be my sons. They will be my sons. 
and so he called all his brothers together because it, he, he was about to die. Verse 49. Now, <clears throat> Reuben, firstborn. You are my firstborn. <clears throat> my might and the beginning of my strength. Preeminent dignity and preeminent in power. Uncontrolled as water. You shall not have preeminence. So what Jacob did, he took away the firstborn right from, from <clears throat> Reuben because Reuben had defiled his father's bed because he slept with uh, Bilhah, one of, uh, it was Rachel's <clears throat> uh, concubine. And he says, you've defiled it, so I've taken away your preeminence and I've stripped you of your firstborn right. All right, I put in red here the, the 12 sons. Uh, Simeon, Levi, Judah. Um, some of these I can't pronounce. Dan, Gad, Asher, Nephthal, Joseph, and Benjamin. Now, there's one, one child missing. Who's the child that's missing? Dying. That dying. He had he had one girl. And she was born to Leah. But she didn't make front page. She didn't make front page. <laughs> she she and as a lot of as a lot of things in this particular point in time in history, ladies, the men took took the pre pre preeminence. Now there's a big story about about uh, Dinah was was defiled and her brothers took vengeance and killed a bunch of people <laughs> and uh, but but Dinah kind of we we don't hear much we don't hear anything else about her when we leave these few chapters in 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 Genesis so these are the twelve sons twelve sons all right. <clears throat> we'll keep talking and we'll go from there. Now, Exodus 12 is the next thing. Now, the time that the sons of Israel lived in Egypt was 430 years. Somebody flip to Genesis chapter 15. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 15 and look at verses 13 uh, through 15. Genesis Anybody who gets it. Genesis 15, 13. Right, 13 through 15. <clears throat> God said to Abram, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve, and afterward, they will come out with many possessions. Okay. Now this is, <laughs> this is some 500 years later. God told Abram, and what does Exodus 12, 40 say? They lived in Egypt 430 years. At the end of the 430 years to the very day, 
All the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is the night to be observed. The Lord has brought them out of the land of Egypt. This is the night for the Lord to be observed by all the sons of Israel throughout all generations. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of Passover. Art taught us about Passover. And it was just been about a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> That's the Jewish thing. He says, do it forever. Do the Passover forever. It's been modified today because there's not the bloodshed that was done back in those days. There is no temple. But uh, in this particular case. So God told Abraham 400 years before that they were going to be somewhere for 400 years, but they were going to come out great. And so this is it. They're coming, they're coming out. Exodus 17. <clears throat> this, is the this is where the first time we have Joshua entering the scene. But the people thirst for water and they grumble against Moses. Why have you brought us out from Egypt to kill us? and our children and our livestock with thirst. So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do to this people? A little more, and they will stone me. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pass before the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, take in your hand your staff, which you struck the Nile, and go. Behold, I will stand before you, and there was a rocket at uh, uh, Horeb, you shall strike the rock, and water shall come out of it, and the people may drink. And Moses did in the sight of all the elders of Israel. He named the place Massa because of the quarrel of the sons of Israel, and because they tested the Lord, this is the Lord among us or not. Then Amalek came and fought against Israel. So Moses said to Joshua, this is the first time Joshua was mentioned in Scripture. Joshua at this point in time, give or take, was 30 years old. 30 years old. Joshua said, I want you, excuse me, Moses said to Joshua, I want you to go fight. Verse 10, he says, verse 9, choose you men for us and go out fight, fight against Amalek. Tomorrow, I will fight, <clears throat> fought against them. And Moses and Aaron, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Tomorrow I will station myself at the top of the hill with a staff of God in my hand. And Joseph did as Moses told him, and Moses' hands were held up, and Israel prevailed and put him under it. it he sat on it, and anyway, the story there. Verse 13, so Joshua overwhelmed the Amalekites and his people, the edge of the sword, and the Lord said to Moses, <laughs> the Lord said to Moses, write this in a book as a memorial and cite it to Joshua that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under the heaven. Moses built an altar there. So from the very beginning, I said at the very top, Joshua, a man chosen. Moses said, 
pick some men, go to battle, fight for them. Moses lifted up his hands. As long as his hands were up, they, they won the battle. And they, they, the Lord pronounced a curse on these people. But he told Moses, write it in a book, in a memorial, and recite it to Joshua. <clears throat> when Bethel was in Bible school, they had a little flat phrase that repetition was theological mucilage. Y'all know what mucilage is? <laughs> There you go. The more you recite it, the more you know. Memorization. Get it in Joshua's head what's going on here. So Joshua was chosen from the very beginning as a young man, about 30, 25 to 30, and, and he was, uh, he was <clears throat> to be a very chosen person. It even gets better. Look at Exodus 24. Now the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and remain there, and I'll give you a stone tablets with the law and the commandment which I have written for your instruction. So Moses arose with Joshua, and they went up on the mountain of God. <clears throat> Joshua was at every major place when the children of Israel were, were coming out of Egypt to occupy the promised land. Every major thing, he was there. He, God's, he had God's hand. 32. So the Lord changed his mind about the harm which he would do to his people. Verse 15. Then Moses turned and went down from the mountain with two tablets and the testimony in his hand and the tablets which were written on both sides. They were engraved on one side and the other. The tablets were God's work. And the writing was God's writing engraved on those tablets. Now when Joshua heard the sound of the people, they shouted. And he said to Moses, there is sound of war in the camp. Was there a sound of war in the camp? What was really happening? Remember? Okay. That's it. Aaron had fashioned a gold cat. They were having a party. They were having a party down there. But when Joshua and Moses were coming down all off the mountain, that's what Joshua saw and heard. He says, it sounds like it's war. The Lord had already spoke to Moses and said, no, it's not war. But he says, I've got to deal with it. So coming down from the mountain, it was like that. Verse 30, uh, chapter 33, thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, just as a man speaks to his friend, when Moses returned to the camp, his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a very young man, would not depart from the tent. Why did Moses and Joshua stay in the tent? They had seen God and the They had been in the presence of God and the Shekinah glory was so strong that the people couldn't stand to look at Joshua and Moses because God's glory was there. And they stayed in the tent. Joshua, on the mount, he didn't go, he stopped short of going where Moses did. But they, he was up there, and he was in God's presence, and in Moses' presence, and he was there when he, God wrote the tablets. 
Now, the rest of the story is that when they got down, Mo Moses was so upset, he threw the tablets down and they broke. And he had to go back to get them again. That's another story for another time. <coughs> Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, we're going to skip because <coughs> Joshua is not mentioned in the book of Le Leviticus. But Moses lays out the law of the land and how we're going to deal and how we're going to live when we occupy the land of Canaan. <coughs> and in, in Numbers first, the first chapter of, he, he said the Levites, however, were not numbered among their father's tribe. For the Lord has spoke to Moses saying, only the tribe of Levi shall not shall you not number, nor take a census among Israel. Now, they were out going into the promised land. And he says, I want you to number them by 12 tribes. But when he came to Levi, he said, don't number them. Don't number them. Another place in scripture, he, he told them, he says, the tribe of Levi will not get in any land. They will get some cities. We'll go into that as, as we get into Joshua a little bit more. But that's significant. Remember, the tribe of Levi did not get any land. Now, who was from the tribe of Levi? Off the top of your head, can you remember? Anybody? Aaron? Matthew. Miriam. Matthew. Miriam. Mo uh, Moses was from the tribe of Levi. Aaron and Moses were brothers, so... So that's, that's, that's the case there. Okay. In Numbers 13, Moses said to send out uh, young men to spy out the land. Now, <clears throat> this is called the Negev in, in older times. And Mount Sinai is down here. And from Mount Sinai into the land of, of Canaan, which this was, which this was. <clears throat> it was an 11-day journey. 11-day journey. And But before they go in there, Moses said, I want you to spout the land. So look at Numbers 13. Then the Lord spoke to, Mo to Moses, Send out for yourself men, that they may spout the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. You shall send a man from each of their father's tribes, a leader among them. So they started off. Reuben, Simeon, Judah, Issachar, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoseas, the son of Nun, the tribe of Benjamin, Zebulun, Manasseh, Dan, Esher, Nephthal, Gad. Very verse 16. And these are the names of the men Moses sent to spy out the land. But Moses called Hosea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Okay. What tribe was Joshua from? What tribe did he see? Ephraim. Ephraim. Right there, verse 8. The tribe of Ephraim was Joshua, the son of Nun. Okay. Going back so many years. Who did Jacob put the right hand on 
discipline, I mean, Miss Faithful, are you And he said he'll be a great nation. Just didn't happen, folks. Joshua was not, it just, <laughs> God said, this is the way it's going to be. And down through history, all has fallen into place. Joshua from the tribe of Ephraim, we'll see more about that as we go through the study. But God had his hand on these, on these people. Now, <clears throat> Numbers 14. They came back, and you remember they had the majority report and the minority report. Ten said, we, we can't do it. Joshua and Caleb says, hey, with God's help, nothing is impossible. We can go and take the land. Numbers 14. Surely you have come into the land which I swore you to settle, except Caleb and the son of, of whoever that is, and the Joshua, the son of Nun. So Caleb and Joshua with a minority report <coughs> and the majority won. We're taught from grade school that the majority wins. Is that true? I mean, majority wins. Majority might not always be right. In this particular case, they weren't. They weren't right. Now, <coughs> let's run a little scripture. Go back to your Bible, go, go to Genesis chapter, chapter 12. <clears throat> this, is, this is where Abram first, first uh, was promised something from the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I'll show you and I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great so that you shall be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you will I curse and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abram went forth as the Lord has spoke to him, and Lot went with him. You know, we listen to the Lord, and sometimes it doesn't take us long to forget what we're supposed to do. What, it's, what does he say? Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house. And what's the first thing Abram did? And did Lot bring him grief? Every time when we disobey the Lord, disobey his leading, we get grief. He had to deal with Lot later on. He had to deal with him. Skip down, skip down to verse 7. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give you this land. So he built an altar there. And the Lord who had appeared to him. If you skip back up to verse 5, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and thus came to the land of Canaan. So the land of Canaan, and God said, This is your land, 
and I'll give it to your descendants forever. When George Schultz was Secretary of State for Richard Nixon, and Golda Meir was, was in Israel, and I don't know why American politics always wants to kind of reconcile the Arabs and the, and the Israelis. And George Schultz says, it's hard to negotiate something when the stance they're taking is, it's our land because God gave it to us. It's our land because God gave it to us. And it'll be the battle of the ages. It will never, ever be solved until Jesus comes back and sits on the throne of David. We'll have this battle of the ages. But it, that's why Israel is so important today. Why we say on God's time clock, Israel is the time clock. On God's timetable, Israel is the alarm clock. I'll get it right here. Israel is important. Why? That piece of ground is theirs because God gave it to them. Golda Meir made another famous statement. She said, Moses wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and settled on the only place in the Middle East that had no oil. <laughs> but it just, it just didn't happen, folks. Scripture is so true. It's so alive. It's so real. Human nature hadn't changed. Belcher's been reading through the Bible, and she said, I'd be glad when I get through with Kings she says, there's all this killing. I says, you've got First and Second Chronicles to go through yet. <laughs> and it does some of the same thing. So, so he says, this is your land because God gave it to you. Okay, back. Oh, me. Well, <clears throat> we'll pick up that next week for a little short. Uh, bring your sheet back with you, and, and we'll talk. Uh, if you... We'll start off next week with questions. If you've got any questions about this, if, if you really got some questions, uh, email Felter so I'll have a heads up. <laughs> but we'll be glad to, we'll be glad to, to talk about this thing. What I, want to, what I want you to understand is the Bible is what we can stand on. It is the only truth. It has stood the test of time. And it, it has been and will be true. 400 years, and it happened. 437 years, and we will We'll go on, and we'll see them. Uh, Joshua picks up. <clears throat> they wandered around out here in the desert for all this time, and they're going to cross in to the, to the, the land of Canaan here at Jericho, and we'll talk, we'll talk about that as we go. Josh is a tremendous book. It's going to say a lot about these 12 guys and their land and the blessings that they have and where they are. Okay, we'll go to service. Uh, then we'll go eat. Then we'll go home and take a nap. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go to the book. Father, we thank you for everything. We thank you for this time together. We ask that you would bless us. We thank you for Scripture that we can stand upon it. And we can believe it and it's true. 
Bless us as we go from this place. Be with everything that's done in the further service. And we'll be careful to give you the praise. And when we leave here today, we'll simply say it's been good to be in God's house. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. <coughs> Is Noah son of Seth? Yes. Okay. It's down his line. It, okay. It, there was a, another one or two in there, but okay. it's down his line. Okay. Have a great day. I will. Having my grandkids over this afternoon, we're going to have a little cookout. That's good.